Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Tendy Talk, presented by the BLPA Podcast Network. This week I chat with Bantam goaltender Shane Phillips of South Carolina. In this episode, Shane and I talk about youth hockey during the pandemic, growing up and playing hockey in the Southeast, and how he broke his back during COVID. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, you may notice my background looks a little bit different. We're doing some updates and renovations to the house right now, and that includes fresh paint on the walls. So, without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Shane. Shane, hey, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I apologize for being a few minutes late and having an ugly background. We uh, decided to put our house on the market, so now I got all kinds of fun stuff to uh, <laughs> to take care of uh, in between work and everything. So, uh, you know, how, how are things going on your end? Oh, uh, well, right now, the season's over. We're not really doing much, but, um, I mean, we just finished up our season for the – high school hockey state okay state championship we got second unfortunately but um other than that right now just working on a bunch of off ice and trying to get stuff ready for uh, next season that's awesome so more importantly uh school how's that going for you uh right now uh i take four classes three of my class i'm doing good with 90s and stuff and then one class math i just i can't seem to do so good in that one <laughs> You know, everybody has that one class they struggle with. I've got two kids, a uh, 14-year-old daughter. My son's about to turn 13, and they each have that one class that uh, they struggle. And I, I had the same thing. So with uh, COVID this year, have you been going in person? Has it been a hybrid? How, how has that worked out for you? Oh, uh, we were doing hybrid, uh, going like back and forth between days and stuff. But then um, eventually 
they lifted the thing and they ruled against it. They said, all right, so you're all going to come back to class full time. So we've been going in for a solid amount of time now, full time with everybody. And I'm going to guess you probably, you like to be in home, but you probably appreciate being in school full time, don't you? Oh yeah. It, de- <laughs> it definitely helps a lot. Especially since I've got a ADHD, it helps being able to go into per- in person for uh, school. Find me a, goalie a lot with that in-person learning. Find me a goalie who doesn't have ADHD and I'll tell you they're not a goalie. (laughs) Seems like the only time we can uh, focus and pay attention is when we're on the ice tracking the puck. Yeah, that's, that's (laughs) definitely for sure. Definitely tracking the puck. That's one thing that I would say is the only thing I'm really good at. Yeah. Um, So for, for those listening, where exactly do you live? Oh, I live in Fort Mill, South Carolina right now. Okay. Um, moved up from Daytona Beach, Florida. Played hockey down there for a bit. Um, really, really isolated. We only had like one rink around there. We yeah. Really, there wasn't much hockey opportunity down there. And up here, we've got two rinks sort of close. I mean, we're a bit closer to like a, the junior canes, but I mean, it's not much. When I was in, we do uh, what we got. When I was in college, there was a kid from Tampa Bay, and he he was a uh, goalie as well, and he said the same thing. That, not much hockey down there, but at least the hockey that is down there is pretty passionate. So how does a kid from Florida get hooked on hockey? Um, well, uh, I don't really know the exact reason how I got hooked on hockey. I think I just liked it. Yeah. Like I, like I saw like a video about hockey or something. I was like, Hey, I want to try that. So I went and I talked to my parents about it and I was like, Hey, can we play hockey? And I had a little brother. Um, so he started getting into hockey too with me and we just took it off from there. That's awesome. So Mom and dad, probably like most folks down in Florida, don't know too much about hockey. So they unknowingly said yes um, <laughs> to, you know, one of the most expensive sports out there. What made you want to put the pads on, though? Oh, well, it happens with just about every goalie. Um, and we were at a house league one time and we didn't have a goalie. And they were like, does anybody want to play goalie? And I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll try it. And so... I went through on the pads and after that first save, I absolutely loved it. It was, it was so enjoyable. It was a great moment to be in. And then now I've been playing goalie for six years. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And it's funny you say, you know, you made that first save because the USA hockey uh, was a 51 and 30 initiative for having 51% of pro goalies American born by 2030. They say, catch a puck, catch the bug. And that's exactly how it worked for you. Yeah. Um, again, what was mom and dad's reaction when they realized, Oh, we got a goalie on our hands. <laughs> um, well, when they first, when we first got into hockey, I mean, I started off as a player, it wasn't too bad. So did my brother, we were both skaters. And then after that goalie time, they sat there and I'm pretty sure for a bit, they were like really happy that I was playing goalie. And then they started figuring out that it cost too much. And yep. they were, uh, they just, just weren't so happy about that. Not just the cost, but every goalie parent I talked to, including my own, they say, you know, the cost of the equipment's one thing. It's watching the games is totally different. When your kid's the last line of defense, there's a little different uh, kind of stress and anxiety for mom and dad sitting there on the stands, listening to other parents and all that good stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. My mom, ooh, she's crazy at hockey games. She's uh, <laughs> always really anxious, always jumping up and down. Anytime I make a save, always banging on the boards. I love the support. It's it's like sometimes it gets a bit in my head. I'm like, all right, mom, let's let's tone it down a bit. But then, but I mean, I understand where she's coming from. You know, she wants me to succeed. She wants me to do well, and I'm out there and I'm I'm trying to do my best for that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is supportive of, is 
uh, goalie dads are. Nothing beats a goalie mom. They're <laughs> the most supportive people in the world. Oh yeah, for sure. They're, yeah. uh, they're completely different. I, I think if you ask my mom today, she still thinks I have a shot at the NHL. She's, she's got an unrealistic view of my talents. <laughs> uh, yeah, mom's the same way. So, you know, you're, you're a Bantam this year, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm moving up into 16U for uh, next year. I just finished up my Bantam year. Okay, so this season and the end of last season was not uh, normal by any means. How... How did that work out for you? You know, what were practices like early on in the season or, you know, were rinks even open by you guys? Um, yeah, actually we, we started our season off late for our travel team and, but we were able to get in our our practices. We got a solid amount of games and we still traveled to places. We went to Kentucky, we went down to Florida, you know, we, like we were still able to go places and Mm -hmm. we still had our games. We still had our Kaha playoffs and, it really not much changed and then about halfway through we had to start wearing masks and that one wasn't really too fun but no. other than that it, we it, were able to have a good season at least for goalies that ccm game on mask isn't terrible from a breathing aspect because it, it didn't feel like you had a mask on but i i feel it uh, really restricts my vision down low um i have it i put mine down like it's like a bit lower um, okay I mean, it still, it still covers my nose. It still covers my mouth and stuff. It, it sometimes obstructs my view if it's like right, right below me. But I mean, other than that, it's fine. I mean, you look cool in it. Cause it's like, yeah, you're all blacked out. You don't see your eyes. I, I was able to adjust um, pretty quickly and get used to it. Cause it's just tilting the head a little bit further. And it's funny you say you look cool. Um, my mom and dad were watching a Blackhawks game a few weeks back and Malcolm Subban was in the net and my mom, saying my dad she's like i don't like his mask and he goes what do you mean she's like I ju- there's just something about it it looks like he's wearing a mask underneath there and i know they don't have to and my dad turns to my mom and she goes um malcolm is uh, a black fella you know <laughs> he was trying to figure out the nicest way to say it without sounding you know ridiculous in these days but uh he, he put that one out to my mom she goes oh that explains. And she goes, I, I suppose the mask isn't too bad. Then <laughs> She just thought he had like one of those game on masks or something going on. It's like, no, ma. <laughs> yeah, um, that's so I, I know up here in Minnesota, I mean, our rink's closed for a while. We, we got to wear masks when we skate. Uh, but for a while for practices, they were only allowing a certain number of players on the ice at a time. Did they have any of those restrictions uh, down by you guys for practice or anything? Um, for our practices, it was only just our team was able to go, but for like stick and pucks and stuff. Yeah. There was only, uh, there's only a certain amount of people that you can have only a certain amount of people in the locker rooms. You'd have to wear masks on stick and pucks. Only a certain amount of goalies could go. Yeah. And a certain amount of players too. So they're at least letting you use locker rooms too, because still here, we got to get ready out in the, uh, lobby or right around the rink. They don't want us in the locker rooms. And it's like, I've joked with some of the guys. I said, if we can put our hands in our gloves and not die, we're not going to catch anything at the rink. You know, when we leave, that's a different story. But in the rink, you know, whatever funk is grown in our hockey bag is going to kill anything. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. You're stinky. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned traveling to different states, you know, Florida and, you know, some of those other ones where there really weren't restrictions if any throughout which made it easier i know uh i got a 
uh, grade school classmate who she lives down south and her son plays and they did a lot of traveling to those states that were open it sounds like you guys did the same to get those games in yeah yeah we didn't really have many um restrictions up in those other places just you have to wear a mask during the games and you have to wear a mask obviously when you go out to eat they they still allowed it that you obviously clean the benches and stuff but that was about it i said we got really lucky yeah absolutely because i set up here um they shut the rinks down pretty much over the summer that we came back and then around christmas time they shut them down again so uh it was a scramble to get the youth and high school seasons in up here in minnesota they they pushed everything back they still had the state high school hockey tournament, but it was, I think it was parents only in the stands, not the full capacity at the XL Energy Center is normal. And um, even the video coverage of it on TV, you know, usually they had the camera guys down on the ice when they were doing player introductions to see the haircuts and they didn't allow that this time around. It was yeah. everything from afar, which, you know, you get it. Um, right. So you're moving up next year. You mentioned the high school hockey season uh, in South Carolina, do they have traditional high school hockey? Is it still more with your association? Um, yeah, we have, I think it's seven teams in our league. And so you play the league games. Uh, we didn't have any extra tournaments, but you do go to the, the state playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the winner of that does actually get to go to nationals. So yep. we still have that going on, which is really okay. cool. So did, did you play on the high school team too then this year? Or is that next year for you? Uh, no, I played on the high school team this year as a freshman. That's did you get a lot of playing time as a freshman? Um, yeah, being the other goalie, he was a senior. Um, we split uh, just about most of the games. Um, and then about halfway through the season, I broke my back, so oh, I wasn't no. able to really play many games there. But I mean, we we still were able to split games, and I got a good amount of playing time. Uh, right. Only lost one game, got like three or four shutouts. And you broke your back. How did that happen? Oh, a funny story. I was, uh, I was out in a field with my buddies and I got on my friend's shoulders and one of my friends threw a football at me and I went to catch it and the guy underneath me slipped and he landed right on top of me and broke, uh, four of my lumbar spine. How's that, uh, rehab gone for you? Oh, so uh, about a week through it, I got COVID. So I had to sit in my bed for about two weeks and it healed surprisingly in five weeks and I've and I got right back out on the ice after I was cleared and played my first game got a shutout for high school and then went over to the travel and got a win it recovery's been great I'm fully recovered now so would you say COVID maybe actually helped you because it kept you sitting still oh yeah definitely did (laughs) I like all I did was sit for two straight weeks all I did was lay in my bed and my back was like you know what we'll heal now we've got the time yep So, you know, you're playing on the high school team and the travel team. How is it juggling those two schedules as well as school? You know, you got homework to do and study for. Yeah. um, Well, the high school team, they have, we had games only on Fridays and we didn't have many practices. Mm -hmm. Uh, So none of the practices interfered with travel and the games normally didn't interfere. If we had a tournament or something on Friday, we'd, juggle between uh, are we going to go are we going to go do high school hockey Mm -hmm. um so that happened but otherwise it it wasn't much of an interference at all were were the coaches of the two teams pretty understanding of you know juggling those decisions not at all Uh, actually (laughs) my the travel team was not understanding 
at all. The coaches, they, we had four kids on and they did not at all. The coaches did not like us at all because we played on high school hockey because they thought, oh, they're out here skipping turns because they want to go do this. They want to do that. They didn't like us. But the other high school coach, he was completely understanding. He didn't really care what we did as long as we went out and played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've only lived, you know, in the northern climate where even in Illinois, high school hockey was still a bit of a thing. So, um, you know, we – we tended to go towards high school hockey rather than uh, travel when we got to that level, unless we were playing triple A, uh, you know, for like the CY, uh, Chicago Young Americans or Team Illinois. Um, would you say travel hockey at that age level is kind of the, the route to go for the uh, more talented players or is high school still the way to go down there? Um, I'd Carolina? say down here in the Carolinas, if like kids are like double A and triple A and are playing on like actual double A and triple A teams. It's good to stay there with our, um, but I prefer high school hockey more because it, it's a lot more fun and it's, it's a, it's cheaper than travel hockey and you yep. still get to go to nationals, but um, like the competition, it's mediocre. It's okay. It's not terrible, mm-hmm. but it's like, if you're like a skilled triple A player or something and you want to still play high school hockey, then it's still, it's cool to come down and like play. It's okay. It doesn't interfere much. Nice. So you're a freshman this year, next year, year, you'll be a sophomore and, uh, you know, the, the senior will be gone. So ideally the net should be yours. What are your long-term plans? Are you hoping to go the junior route? Are you looking college? You know, ha- have you even looked that far ahead? Um, I mean, I've obviously briefly thought about it, but as of right now, I'm not too concerned. I would like to go play college. I mean, anywhere that like wants me to play, Mm-hmm. Like if a junior team wants me to play, I'll think about giving it a shot. You know, I want to go to Notre Dame to play college hockey there. It's still extremely hard to get into. Yep. Just Got like, like D1 hockey would be a lot of fun to play in. Got to have good grades getting to Notre Dame for sure. I did spend a weekend at Notre Dame. Uh, we had, did a little partying, uh, saw a couple people walking across the quad and togas and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave the story there. <laughs> Um, so I, I grew up about maybe two hours from Notre Dame. So in our, our neighborhood, uh, well, in fact, the, uh, league we were in for football, we played Joliet Catholic where Rudy went to school. So that, that was kind of the, the area I grew up in. We, a lot of people said there's, there's only two teams we watch in this house, Chicago bears and Notre Dame football. So that, that was, that. in fact, I have. A uh, uncle who uh, has since passed, but he he was very much a Notre Dame guy. And if you called him during Notre Dame football, you wouldn't answer the phone, but he would call you after the game and yell at you for calling during the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> he, commitment right there. yeah, it was commitment. And then one of his grandkids actually got married on a Sunday that Notre Dame was playing. That this is after my uncle had passed, and everybody was looking at him going what are you thinking? Like you have to honor your grandfather in some way, but instead you have your wedding on the day of Notre Dame football. And it's like, I know, I know it was the only day we could get the venues. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, they got a beautiful, beautiful rink down there though. That, uh, that's for sure. Uh, so we're moving into the off season for you. I know up here in, in Illinois and, uh, Spring hockey, summer hockey is a 
pretty, you know, common thing. Are, are you playing spring, summer hockey? Do you play other sports to, you know, kind of hone some of those other skills and muscles or, you know, how do you spend those off seasons? Um, so for this off season, I'm like doing my own workouts with uh, the team builder app and goalie coaches. Mm -hmm. I'm figuring out like workouts and stuff to do that. Uh, in July, I'm going to a goalie camp in Montana, Okay. the whitefish goalie camp, uh, go there and do that just to get myself better for next season. But other than that, no, like travel hockey over the summer or spring, no, like, no, like games, games, but if anything gets added tournament wise then yeah. Okay. So a lot of, a lot of pickup hockey, whenever it's available at the local rinks to, you know, and, and sometimes that is great for development because you can focus on individual skills and it not mm -hmm. impact your, your stats per se, you know, if, if they score a goal, fine, but did, did I do this right? Uh, I, I did that a lot at those pickup skates where it's okay today. I'm going to work on my push it across, you know, if it's a two on, Oh, I don't want to stack the pads. I want to come across in the butterfly. And I would just practice that every time. If they beat me, they beat me. But by the time the season comes around, you're going to be better at it. Um, uh Oh, I think you froze on me, bud. Oh no. All right. I had a little issue with my internet there. I apologize. Can you hear me, bud? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, yeah, my internet, my internet cut out on me. I, uh, I have a feeling my son is uh, playing video games again. Uh, so I apologize there. Um, I'll give you a minute to get back on. There you are. Um, all right, we're back now. Yeah, we're, we're back after my internet cutting out. So that, that's, uh, that's all right. Um, so as you've progressed through hockey, you know, you said you've been playing for a couple of years. You started out in Florida. Now you're down in South Carolina. There's not many goalie coaches down that way. So, you know, in season, what are you doing to practice the craft you know it is it a little bit like when I was playing where teams just didn't have goalie coaches and you just had to do the power skating are coaches letting you go off on your own during those team skating drills and focus on the position or you know how's that worked out for you um yeah so I don't really there isn't many goalie coaches I haven't had like an actual private goalie coach throughout like my goaltending mm -hmm. career but most of the times during practices, they'll just tell me, hey, just go out there and stop pucks. So I'll work <laughs> on my own stuff. I'll work on my own positioning. I've been like self-teaching myself, mm -hmm. watching videos from goalie coaches and stuff, like trying to be better working on individual stuff. Yep. Well, and you know, that, that's really how it was uh, back when I was growing up. You know, you might go to a goalie clinic in the summertime, uh, but teams didn't have goalie coaches either. So it was just watch the NHL games, watch other goalies uh, that you're playing against and try and emulate them per se. Uh, but I would say for you, it's, you got a little, little bit of an advantage I didn't have in that you have the internet. Um, you know, so what, what are some of the resources you've leaned on uh, to pick up some of those skills? Well, throughout like 
when I was first starting out playing goalie, uh, the NHL, they, uh, I'd watch my favorite goalie, Lundqvist. I'd watch how he'd play. Yep. And I'd try to like imitate his style. And then now that I've grown older, I'm using like, there's YouTube videos. There's accounts on Instagram that I'll follow. I'll mm-hmm. work with goalie coaches. I'll look at their videos and I'll figure all that stuff out. And I'll remember it when I go to practice, I'll sit there and I'll make sure I do it. I, I have to imagine then you've come across the in goal, um, Instagram accounts and, you know, their social media and their website. Have you watched any of their pro reads or signed up to watch their pro reads, which are fantastic? Um, I've heard of Ingle Mag. Um, I think I, I think I follow them. I'm not quite sure yet, but I mean, I've heard you talking about them before on other podcasts and I was like, yeah, I should probably give this a a listen to and try to subscribe to their things. Yeah. I, I have a feeling you would greatly appreciate their, pro reads essentially what they do is they sit down with pro goalies and they go over film of you know different situations that they were in and they get their insight of you know what were they thinking in that situation what were they looking at what were they anticipating um and and i think back to when i was your age how would that have uh changed my game and elevate my game is just it's crazy to think um at your age it's not too common that I think, you know, other goalies on the same team really help each other out. But have have you worked with your goalie partners at all, you know, helping each other out saying, Hey, I noticed this in your game or, you know, how, how are, how are you doing that over there? Uh, does that happen for you at all? Um, yeah. So for the high school, for the high school team, the other senior goalie, I mean, we both help each other out. We've got a solid friendship. Um, but with my travel team through both years of 14 years, it's been pretty like competitive between each other. And we're always mm-hmm. trying to put each other one step above the other and stuff. And it's like, we're both like putting each other down and stuff. I mean, it hasn't been great, but yeah. we're just it, trying to lead our team to wins. It's tough to find that fine line of we're friends, but uh, I want to be better than you. I want to be the right. one in the net. Um, I, I'll, I'm going to say something some way to find probably controversial, but I think every goalie, when they're not playing, they want the team to win the game, but they don't want it to be a shutout. <laughs> they don't every want their time. goalie. Man, it, ha- <laughs> it happens with me a lot, but for the high school hockey team, definitely not. I want I want to watch them succeed and stuff. It's great, but yep. for the for my travel teams, when the coach goes, he nods at the other kid, and I sit there on the bench. I'm thinking, I'm opening up that door, and I'm like, When's he going to skate through here getting pulled? I mean, I, I really want to go out there. Well, I, I don't, I never felt like, oh, I want them to get pulled. It was like, hey, I want the team to win, but I don't want it's, it to it's, be a It's shot. always that too. Yeah. Cause I, like I'll sit there and I'll be, and I'll feel guilty. I'll be like, man, I probably shouldn't be trying to like put him down now. And I'll be there and I'll be like, he'll come back to the bench after a period and I'll tell him what he's done right. And I'll like, yeah. I'm trying to encourage him to go so that way we can get that win. Yeah. There, there were, very few of my uh, goalie partners were, I, I wanted the uh, barn burner every time they were in the, uh, the game, you know, I want us to win, but it can be like a 10 to nine game. <laughs> right. Uh, but, I, you know, for the most part, I got along really well with all, all of my goalie partners. So it, it was tough. Uh, yeah. Especially like, being like a, when you're a lot younger, you know, you're not as mature and you sit there and you're like, Oh man, I just want to play. I don't really like this kid anymore. And then as you start to mature in age, you're, you start thinking more about the team and less about yourself. And it, it really helps out how you play goalie a lot. It does. And uh, when I was coaching at the high school level, I, I always talked to the 
you know, backup goalie for a given game. And it was, you know, today, I don't want you just to open and close the door. This is what I want you to watch in our goaltender, or I want you to focus on this, on the opposing goalie. Tell, tell me what you pick up on them. So I, I tried to make it uh, a learning experience so that it wasn't that they were uh, not playing that game. It was what were they learning that game? Uh, and it, sometimes when you treat a game that way, it, it changes your mindset of, okay, it's not just I'm not playing today. It's it's not my turn to play. What can I learn today? Right. You know. So I, you reached out. I think it was you and your dad reached out to me to uh, say, you know, you you followed the advice at the end of the podcast, saying, "Hey, I know somebody." Um, how did you guys come up across the podcast? And I understand you listened to it on your way to some of these tournaments and games when you're in the car for a while. Um. So. Uh, it was my stepdad actually. He um, I, he was listening to it. He 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 was trying to find podcasts for me to listen to. And he came across, hey, look at this. This is a Tendy Talk. Why don't we listen to some of these podcasts? And I listened to him, and I was like, you know, this stuff's it's kind of nice. It's it's good knowledge to know here. Listening to other goalies, like listening to Kane Van Gate was cool about him being in the movie, and then yeah. obviously Eddie Belfour. He's that's just an NHL legend. Yeah. Being able to know that you've talked to these guys and given them great advice and they gave you great advice for me being able to be on here. I'll be able to, you know, give other people a mindset of, Hey, this is what a 14 year old looks like and how he's going playing in, in goal. Yeah. Well, and it, it feeds into the mission of the podcast too, is I want to talk to goalies of all ages and all skill levels. Cause at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and as Kane Van Gate says, all roads lead to the beer league. So we're all going to end up in the same place anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's how, how do we treat that journey and do we appreciate that journey along the way? I would say that was some of the best advice I got when I was a younger goalie. Um, the goalie coach we had for our association, uh, played for the Rochester Americans when I think they were still in the ECHL at the time and he was moving up the ranks. He, he could have had a shot at the NHL, but, uh, he didn't stretch regularly like he should have. And, that wound up to him blowing his knee out. So, A, I learned early on to stretch before I get to the rink, stretch when I get to the rink, stretch when I get get on the ice, stretch afterwards. Even at 40 years old, I still stretch all the time. That's why I'm still mm-hmm. so flexible. But he also, you know, shared with us, you know, enjoy the game, enjoy the moment, because you don't know when it's going to be taken away from you. Uh, you know, for him, it was he blew his knee out up here in Minnesota. Everybody knows who Jack Jablonski is, the high school hockey player who um, playing in a JV game got paralyzed. And, you know, he's been in a wheelchair ever since. It's you never know when that uh, last game's going to be. So cherish every single one of them and, and realize it is just a game. Yeah, I definitely had that moment when I broke my back. It's like you come back and you think you're like, it was that close one snap of a finger and it was that close and I could have been just right out. And then, but like, I'll go to stick and pucks and stuff and there will be like old guys there or something or some younger guys. Yep. And I'll be like, what team do you play for or something? And they'll be like, Oh, I would have gone to the NHL, but you know, I blew out my knee, oh, rotate cool. my ankle or something. And I'll always say, they'll always say something like, that's what I've talked about everybody. Now I say, Oh yeah, I blew out my hip or blew out my knee. It's, it's always funny. Yeah, there, there's always those guys at those pickup games. Yeah, I, I could have made the show, you know. I, mm-hmm. I, I never made my high school team, but I, I, I think I could have made the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but you know, when, when you become that old guy at pickup hockey, you can say, I I probably could have made it, but I broke my back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You you, you have that one. Um, You know, and I know for a lot of us older goalies with COVID, you know, rinks were shut down or when they opened up, it was just, you know, beer league hockey was not an option because all the ice was for the younger kids trying to get their seasons in. So, you know, when we were able to come back to the ice, uh, the game was a little bit different for us. We even were nice to the referees. <laughs> you know, it was like we appreciated each other again. In fact, my first league game back after COVID was against a team that just had the chippiest player in the league. He, you know, I, I remember talking to their captain once. Says every week the league commissioner calls me and says, what did he do this time, you know, to get kicked out one of those things. And we were playing that team. And this guy was just skating around with a smile on his ice, you know, helping our guys up off the ice after a whistle and everything else. It's like, man, maybe COVID did him well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, he realized that we're, we're all out there just to have fun and love the game. It's, it's not a uh, fight to the death, you know? So you've, uh, listen to the podcast you mentioned some of the the guests i've had on what's been or i should say who's been your favorite guest to listen to uh we'll we'll, we'll just start there uh well there's a bunch of them i like the uh i like the dudes with the leather company i've i looked at their website and oh, yeah. i saw some of their like their leather wallets and yep, i was like man these things are cool that's my watch band like, here it's 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 quality stuff in fact i got uh one of my wallets here made out of some old brian's uh it is. pads and then i got another one that's made out of the uh, pair of gloves i sent in for them yeah I've, I've seen those things i was like man these are so cool and then um i liked ed belfort not only just because he's an nhl legend but being able to hear what he said throughout his career is just it's so inspirational it's so it, yep. it's like it's good to hear what somebody who's made it to the nhl before it, it just it reaches out and touches young boys you know, and I, I think the fun part about that uh, episode with Eddie was that it wasn't just him. It was him and his son, Dane, who, you know, he played junior hockey, played college hockey, and he played pro hockey overseas. So it's like, you know, you had these two guys that have uh, played at high levels and, you know, just, just the way that Ed supported Dane along the way uh, was fun too. Um, my, my kids listened to the episode. My daughter came in laughing about his story about uh, picking up the deer hair falling out in the tree. She's like, did they really put that stuff in pads? And I was like, yeah, yeah, they did. That, that's what my first <laughs> pair of pads were. Uh, it, it took some convincing to let her know that that was real. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what have you learned? Have you learned anything listening to the podcast from, you know, some of the other goalies? Um, yeah, I've, I've learned a bit, not much though, but the things that I have learned is that how at the end they'll say about their advice towards young goalies and they just say, you have to have fun with it. You have to, you have to make sure like you want to play goalie and just to have fun along the way, no getting down on yourself. The whole point of it is just to have fun, do something that you love. Yep. Yeah. Because you really can take something seriously and and put everything into it, but you still have to have that uh, awareness that, Hey, I'm doing this because it's fun. When you start beating yourself up over it and it stops being fun, that that's when you have to step back and say, you know, what's going on here. Um, Mm -hmm. 
So you, you listen to the podcast, you know what's coming up next, the rapid fire questions. So just the fact that you played, you're from Florida, I, I can only imagine that you've got a crazy coach moment with some, you know, Florida guy. <laughs> oh, I sure do. Um, so I was a peewee at the time. We were down in a tournament in Tampa and this was on the squirt team. So what happened was, is uh, our squirt team went down and they scored a goal. And then the guys took the puck out of the net and the ref never blew the whistle. So they went back down on like, it was like a three on O or something. They went down and they scored and the ref gave them a goal. So their coach got there and was yelling at the ref and he just started throwing the clipboards out in the ice and he was just throwing them at the ref and he got kicked out. I mean, that was about the craziest thing I've had happen so far. Oh boy. <laughs> I, I, I can see that happening. Uh, there, there was that video circle in social media recently of the, Goalie, the puck was clearly in the net, but it must have been a one referee deal. And the goalie just kind of pulls it out to the goal line. So when the ref comes up, they're like, no, it, it was right here the whole time. And, oh, man, that and video, the, uh, that's a, that's my brother's team. That's a, that's my brother's goalie. Uh, oh, really? That's a, that's a team I uh, would have been able to play for if I made that team down there. They're an uh, older team. But, yeah, I saw that video get out, and I was like – Wow. I was like, that, that's my brother's team. That's kind of cool. And that's a, that's a good move by him. But yeah. I mean, like he was like struggling to pull it out too. I was like, yeah. you got to grab it quickly, pull it out. You do. I have, um, I've done that in the beer leagues. That's for sure. Um, so what is your favorite all-time goalie mask? Oh, um, I really like the Curtis Joseph, the uh, Cujo mask with the dog on it. It's a, it's just a, for back in that time, just the way the mask was painted, the way it was, it's, such a, it's just such a beautiful mask. Yeah, that that dog is, as much as I didn't like Cujo being an Eddie Belfour fan, that was a beautiful mask. Mm -hmm. For sure, it was definitely, definitely one of a kind of a mask. It was greatly painted. Yep. It's just beautiful. Yeah, so what is your favorite rink that you've played at? Um, I played at the, uh, Amway center down in Florida, uh, where the Orlando magic play. Yeah. Uh, so it's where the solar bears, the ice hockey team used to play yep. or they still do play there, but I was um, say they're still around. <laughs> yeah. They gave us the ice and we were supposed to, uh, go play out and practice with the, uh, junior swamp or the Greenville swamp rabbits. Okay. But, um, they, they came in late, so we weren't able to practice with them. So we just had the whole ice and we just played, we just played a game out there and it was being, 12 and 11 at the time. I mean, it was yeah. such a great experience. It's kind of fun to skate at a big rink like that. And, um, you know, just look around and imagine what it's like with the seats filled. But the, the one thing that always strikes me about arenas like that is how hot it is under those lights. Oh man. Uh, back then, I don't really remember that, but we just had a, um, we just played at a rink for our Kaha championship in Wake Forest and they had this rink and it was I'd say probably one of the worst rooms I've ever played at. They still had like snowflakes up from Christmas decorations. And it was just so hot. Like the ice was melting yep. underneath us. So we had to stop the game and stuff. And like, I was sweating underneath my gear. I let in a couple goals because I couldn't stop sliding around from all the water in my crease. I kept on slipping. Yep. It was not fun. So what is your favorite uh, goalie stick that you've used so far? Um, definitely a stick I have now, my, uh, Bauer 3S Pro, um, just being able to use it and stuff. I've, 
I got it because for playing with two teams and playing against uh, like 18 year olds shooting on me and stuff, it's held up Mm -hmm. great through like a lot of games and it's just so durable, good puck handling, good shooting with it. The face of the paddle doesn't get cracked like my other stick and it's like, it's just super durable. Yep. I I hear that. So you're going to have to go back into the memory vault here. What is your favorite youth hockey memory? Ooh, well, this is actually two years ago. I, um, we were in Orlando playing a game and I had just bought a stick from the pro shop, taped it up and went out there and got the nod for the game. And I got my first shutout ever. I think I recorded like 29 saves, something like that. It was a high number. And I got my first shutout, uh, of my goaltending career. Nice. It was a great experience. Had my grandparents there. My dad was there. Hadn't seen him in a long time. So it was, it was great. That's fun. Always fun to have the grandparents at the games too. My grandpa, he, he was a Dutch immigrant. He didn't really understand the game, but he loved watching it. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was always, always fun when he could come out to the game. Uh, what is the uh, best chirp you've heard on the ice in the locker room directed at you? You know, best one you've heard. Oh man. Uh, there's a bunch of chirps that I've heard, but we're probably gonna, we're, we probably shouldn't say the ones that I've heard. There's been a couple couple good ones but uh definitely stuff that should not be talked about yeah for sure yeah you know especially at your age there are things said in the locker room and on the ice where if uh, mom ever heard about it she'd be horrified <laughs> for sure yeah uh, I'd, I'd say if we had police at our game when they heard that uh probably have a couple kids locked up but yeah it's it's I, funny I'm, I'm going to have to change up this next question because of your age to mm-hmm. what, what's the uh, worst thing to drink after a game? <sighs> worst thing to drink after a game. Let's see here. Uh, definitely soda. It doesn't, it doesn't taste right. Nothing tastes right after like soda doesn't taste right after a game. Uh, we pranked a teammate one time during a practice. Uh, we filled up a water bottle full of vinegar and he always steals everybody's <laughs> water. So he took that thing and he just squirted it right in his mouth, instantly spit it out. And that was pretty funny, but definitely soda. It just leaves the dryness in your mouth. It sucks. Yep. Yeah. I, I always got the, the green Gatorade right after practice. And, you know, only time I like to drink is right after practice. That's the only time it like hits the spot. Um, mm-hmm. When you tape your sick, do you go heel to toe or toe to heel? Oh, heel to toe. I'm not okay. a, not a psychopath on that one going toe to heel. Yeah. But, um, I actually have a Tom Barrasso stick right here. Uh, stepdad got it, uh, all the original tape and stuff. And he went, he goes toe to heel. Yeah. It's all nice and lines go Yeah. straight from here, toe to heel. And I got two of them. One of that's actually completely intact and the other one over here, which has its blade taken off. But yeah, so he went toe to heel. Sweet. Yeah. That I did not know that about him. And uh, those Cooper sticks were the best. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved them. Uh, what's your favorite number to wear and why? Um, well, I've got a bunch of 30 jerseys up here, which is what I used to start wearing because of uh, Henrik Lundqvist. But then my most recent one, the high school jersey, I got number one because the senior goalie, he got number 30. Yep. Because um, he's older than me. And I was just like, and I had put down 31. I was like, all right, I want 31. I like number 31. And then they didn't give me the three. So they just gave me number one. So I was like, oh man, this was like the last number I wanted. Yeah. But then I went out and I had a great season with it and it kind of, and I just stuck with it. 
Do you think you'll change to 30 next year with uh, the senior gone, or are you going to stick with the number one? Um, pretty sure I'm going to end up just sticking with number one. We're going to good things happen that year, so we're going to stick with it until something bad happens. We'll probably switch something up. Makes sense. So what advice do you have for um, young goalies getting into the game? Um, goalie's hard. It's not easy but you have to have fun while doing it. If you're yeah. not out there having fun and you're not respecting your gear, respecting the your coaches, your teammates, the refs, if you're not having fun with it, then you probably shouldn't be playing goalie. You, as long as you're having fun, it's always good to play goalie. You know, and, and you're right in that it isn't easy, but I think when you're having fun, it becomes easier. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. You know. When I'm out there playing games and I'm having a lot more fun, I feel like I'm doing a lot better. Yeah, it's almost like you don't even have to try. It just comes naturally. But when when you're not having fun, you're thinking too much about it and whatnot. It, it it's it's a lot harder. You know, mm-hmm. you get, it just seems like every shot that comes at you, just you're always out of position. It always goes in, and then you yep. get even more mad, and the spiral continues. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Shane, I, I've enjoyed talking to you. I'm I'm happy to have gotten another younger goalie on the podcast. Uh, you know, for the reasons you said, you know, I, I talked to a lot of older goalies, um, you know, and, and we're able to impart our, our wisdom, but it, it's fun to hear from the younger goalies, especially, you know, with the past season and season and a half that you guys have had to endure um, to understand what it is you guys have gone through. Uh, because us old guys, it's just, all right, we got to drink beer at home instead of at the rink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's been fun. And, uh, you know, if if you need any advice or whatnot going forward, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Will do. All right. You have a good one. Keep those grades up. All right. Thank you. See you, bud. I see you. It was fun talking to Shane, a goaltender who followed my plea at the end of every podcast that if you are a goaltender, or no one I should talk to to reach out to me. I'm glad he did so that I could get the perspective of a youth hockey goalie on how this pandemic is impacting him and his game. I was also excited to hear how he finds value in all of our guests sharing their advice for other goaltenders. As Yogi Berra once said of a predecessor of his, he taught me his experience. We should all teach each other our experience in the game. You can follow Shane and his hockey journey on Instagram at sp. Hockey 30, all one word. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, simply by searching for Washed Up Goalie. Visit washedupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights when I'm able to find a skate during the pandemic, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Tendy Talk or Washed Up Goalie apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show. The BLPA Big Show is a couple of beer league players chatting about beer league hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. The show is hosted by Nick Jones and last week's guest, Trish Dangle, with other co-hosts filling in occasionally. I need to thank the band The Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. And as I mentioned before, I'm working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should 
talk to, shoot me an email at washedupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media, just like Shane did. Let's not forget, if you are a brand who wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck.